Welcome, everybody, to the Broken Campfire Podcast. Wow, it's our first regular podcast in a minute because of that ring. That ring of Elden. And I'm joined by two tarnished, Flask and Greg, and one defiantly untarnished, John. I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, see, that's how untarnished he is. He's a pro. status kind of an Elden Ring thing. I have, I think I've demonstrated my level of knowledge of the game. Uh, last week, I've beaten all the courses. I don't even use Cubics anymore, so I don't know why you guys don't accept me. Masterful. Yeah, so you know, we, we had a podcast about Elden Ring recently. We were all very early. Well, we did. We I, think, did. I, I, guess, I guess we weren't all very early in the game at that point. That was about a weekend that we did that, but... Um, we spoke about the we spoke about the early game. How long has this game been out? Like two weeks. That's nutty. Two, two. It does not feel that long. Or they've been a quick Dude. two weeks. Maybe maybe that should be on my yeah. personal side, but it's been a fast two weeks. I don't remember my life before week. Elden Ring. It's crazy. <laughs> I've been playing so much, so much. Um, and uh, John, you also re- recorded your perspective of Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. I, I, I can't know. Did you turn that one into a podcast as well, Flask? Can they find that on their podcast feed? There's a video on our YouTube channel. Right. So the Elden Ring review, check it out on either podcast for the audio or on the video. We have some footage of me and Greg just stomping around in co-op in the open world. Oh, yeah. Um, that's definitely a podcast episode and a, and a video. Well, yeah, yeah. That I, I knew that for a fact. But uh, also check out on the YouTube John's review. Yes. Which, Please uh, do. He, I had a lot to say about the game. I really do. I believe he has some original footage of his own. Well, yeah. Yeah, that is that is included. Okay. So, check that out. Talk to us. Broken Campfire. At Broken Campfire on Twitter. Or BrokenCampfire at gmail.com. And uh, all that said, Greg, we're going to start the roundtable off with you hey. this week. But uh, I think I'm clued in that all you got to talk about is that ring. Yeah, all I've done because I want to beat it and have it and be done with it because this game, they told me it was 30 hours, but I'm like 80 hours in and I don't think I'm done yet. <laughs> they lied. Uh, I, do I think I'm really close to the end of the game though. Uh, but like, like I was saying earlier today and yesterday, I have been stuck on like two bosses and I just can't get past them. They are crazy difficult for me. You must don't believe. work well. Yeah, it's what people keep saying, uh, but it really does not help. Or you believing know, can only in, get me so far. Your pals. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. I see. I, I have this. I have this good pal, and he came in, and while uh, no, it was my good friend Laser, as oh. as he's called as as he's called in the gaming world. Uh but he helped me beat the boss, the one boss that was I literally took like maybe six or like five or six hours to beat. And we uh we beat it after like two att- two or three attempts. And uh like the next day or today, I got on, played like maybe twenty minutes, got to the next boss, and I've been at at it uh ever since. Oh man. Yeah, this I, is I've heard pr- uh, there's a big difficulty spike near the end of the game. Yeah, uh, there's like a crazy difficulty spike. Like I was, like I, I was, it was difficult, but not like crazy difficult when I played when I started. 
But, gamers, uh, let, let me let me rest the audience real quick. I've co-op with Greg, and he's not bad at Souls games. He's good. You know, this is not a baddie. Well, I am bad at video games. I will. Greg, I thank Greg, you for that. Greg, I, I just went on a limb here. I mean, you gotta. Sorry, man. God, sorry. They're gonna think Andy's right. bad now too because he. No, well, Andy, good. Andy uses magic, and he uh, he has like a crazy katana. I've seen him do stuff. Oh, the it's one crazy. everyone has. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, one. <laughs> <laughs> he is right, a well, like Yeah, I got. I don't want to spoil the build for newbies, but uh, I really think that like there's a re- the reason everyone has it is because the prisoners index it's not that hard to find i can't even remember where i got it but like it's just such a good weapon for the dex in build and yes. then th- that same with that staff that everybody's talking about there's like two staffs that are just crazy good the game definitely needs balancing is what i'm getting at but like it, people are of a certain build are kind of just naturally funneled to those things you know what i mean there's some builds that like require like weird complex combinations of things where you're like okay yeah you read that on the internet but i was using that fucking build for like 40 hours before i, I it was just really name. funny yeah i've been talking about that build like all game yeah you've been talking about that i'm like wow it's really cool and then you know that picture or the meme thing showed up and i was like oh yeah it's funny i've just been uh running around with a scythe uh just trying to kill stuff I didn't notice when I started doing invasions how common my build was. That, that was when I really noticed is because <laughs> so many people were using the fucking moon veil. Even people who it's weren't powerful. Mages. So good. And I do but think I, that this game oh. really uh, leans towards making you a hybrid of some sort. Like I went pure strength with no magic bullshit at all. But I think the game really does more so than any of the Souls games expect you to have some level of Oh yeah man. In, in yeah, I've also been thinking that and like these last two fights I've I've thought to myself man This would be a lot better if I had like some form of magic to work with mm-hmm. Well, I mean in and like you said it's a hybrid though like I'm a you know I could not play full mage there's there's like some bosses that I just say fuck the magic and I run in with my blades you Yeah, know what I mean? like there there it's totally situational which I really like you know you can't it's not really other than like the really bullshit builds that are definitely going to be nerfed, there's not really any one size fit all solutions in the game, right? Which I really like. But uh, yeah, dude, it's uh, I've still, I mean, last two days have been rough, but I, I'm, I, I've been having fun still. It's yeah. uh, it's good, it's good, good, clean fun. I, I just can't believe how much time I'm spending in it because like, <laughs> yeah. It just That's melts really away the time, thing. and I and then I'm still discovering new areas in the game. But like, I I really am scraping the shit. Like, I'm I'm sure I miss stuff, but like, Lernia and Lingrave, for example, um, and maybe even Kaled. I would say that like, I I'm confident I've got ninety five percent of everything there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like I've gotten a large chunk of most of the stuff. Like, I'm sure I'm like, I've definitely stuff, missed like, stuff, I... like quests and bosses I've missed, but that's yeah. why I would like to hopefully beat the game either today or tomorrow. Doubtful, but hopefully. Uh, and then I could see, like, what I missed, and I think that'd be, like, interesting, because it'll be like, yeah. oh, I did a bunch of stuff, and I missed, like, half the game. That's cool. Yeah. I was watching uh, Andy's stream a day or two ago and he found a boss that i was just like oh i never went down there like i fought something similar to it but i just never went down and got that guy 
So in my game, I, I just quickly went and about. smashed his head and killed him. But that's cool. There's one of the one of the beasts in uh, the plateau. Ah, yeah, yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, so oh yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you fight him a few times. Yeah. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> I I completed the game and my final time was somewhere just over a hundred hours in total, Ugh. and that's I, that's having uh gotten I would say like ninety eight to ninety nine percent of the content in the entire game. Like I beat I got every boss that I. I'm pretty sure I got all the bosses. Maybe missed like one, you know. Yeah, and uh, like there's some nighttime rumors and shit like that. You know, it's hard yeah. hard to some some. It's just yeah. So did you I've, did you guys say how many hours you're in? Yeah, so I I feel like I'm about on track with you. Maybe I mean I I think I'm a little slower because I'm doing also a lot of PvP, uh, which yes. I don't think you did, and I'm doing a lot of summons a lot more than I think you did. Um, and I, like and, and I, I have spent like entire, like an entire day just playing co-op with somebody in this game, like Knoxville that one day. So, um, yeah. you know, my time is inflated, but I'm around 90 hours. Okay. But I also, I still have, I'm just got to a new area like yesterday, or the day before. And like, I still have a lot of map left. I think like at least, uh, maybe the last region I have a lot of it left. So, because like Greg, the bosses you're talking about that you're struggling with, those are progress blockers, right? Those aren't options. Yes, that this just, is literally, okay. I think, like the like last thing I need to do in this area to go through right. the last boss. Because it seems like so maybe there's there is some optional content that you could still do with your. You said you're late seventy hours, something like that. Yeah, I feel there's um, definitely stuff I've missed, but like I know there's one thing I missed, but I just don't know how to get to this one part. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but there's those, and I know I haven't done them because they fucking suck. Uh, the hero tombs, the hero graves. Oh, sure. I I can talk about them because they're uh like ones right in the beginning of the game, but they're these fucking dungeons with these uh like wheel monsters that you can't kill, and they just go up and down these tracks, and they are uh, such a pain in the fucking ass. Worst dungeons die, they hate You get sure. all the way sent back to the beginning. It's awful. But, I spent so much fucking time in the Mount Gelmir. Um, <laughs> That's the one I was like, dude, I'm not doing these. And I just, I fucking left. That was the last, every time I go to one, I just grab the grace and I just leave. Well, cause I was going to say, uh, Andy, I don't know if you've hit this optional content so far, but there is some optional content in this game. That is the hardest stuff in the game. I have heard so much about that from, okay. <laughs> certain in, certain individuals around us. I I I kind of. I'm not going to say any more than that because I I, I, I think I've heard about this themselves. as well. I, I I didn't tell him off, but I did like say something because there's an individual in our Discord yesterday, uh, and I had to tell him like, look, you have told me about this boss in like coded terms oh, every damn. day since every day since you've beat him. Like every time like we start talking about the game, he's always like, oh, but there's this one boss. And I'm like, I just don't want to hear it. I haven't got to it yet. Yeah. It's definitely stuff that you just, just experience, have had that own experience. But, but I'm aware that, that there's, there's, there's extremely difficult optional content. Yeah. Maybe we should like preface this with like a spoiler even. I recommend it. Okay, I mean, whatever. But. Try it at least. <laughs> just to have, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to conquer everything in this game. Cool. I've got my mindset to it. There's no doubt. But yeah, um, onward into the future, I'm looking forward to future builds. I'm also looking forward to balance patches and seeing how that changes up the game, too. 
Um, not that yeah, like I same. feel like the game isn't like in a terrible place, but like there's definitely just like stuff that's like obviously cracked. Like magic needs an overhaul. There's some spells that are way too good, and a lot of spells are are not good enough. Hmm. Um, so a lot of fun, of course. Top tier design still. Yes. Yeah, it's great. I uh, like I said, I want to beat it so I can go back to playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> Cal- calm, cozy Final Fantasy. <laughs> you make you make you make it sound like you're you're tired of it. No, it's not that I'm tired. It's just that I've I because I I play Final Fantasy a lot, and uh, it's just after not playing it for like two weeks, I'm like, damn, dude, I am missing a lot of shit oh, I need yeah, to be doing. The, the to do list, man, is piling up. Yep. I understand that it's a, it's a big investment of effort and time and everything. It, it it is really cool though that I'm 90 hours into a game and still discovering new content, and I have <laughs> still not finished the story and discovering new areas and land masses and things totally unique from the content I've seen before. I don't know if I've ever yeah, I'm not used a game to games like that. being this long. So funny. Usually, I'm used to like a. a uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say so funny that like in the pre-release marketing they build this as a thirty-hour game. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No. I was like, they, every game nowadays is like thirty-something hours, like if that. And uh, this one, like most of us having like a hundred hours, hundred plus hours, uh, it's pretty crazy. All right, Greg. That's uh, well, that's all I got on Elden Ring. Um. I have so much more to say on Elden Ring, but I'm waiting for our Elden Ring well, episode. That, full yes, discussion. Yes, full of course. Yeah. Of course. That that is the proper thing. You know what I mean? I don't want to empty the bag here. Mm. Don't worry, because I'm not gonna beat this boss and it's gonna make me so angry. I'm gonna quit and I'm just gonna be on John's side where I shit on this game nonstop. Okie dokie. <laughs> we might I don't know where this is coming from. I didn't say anything bad about John the game. John hates in my Elden review. Ring and he, he's just white he's just filled we with might try rage. To, uh, hmm. I'm trying to mix that, it up a little bit for that spoiler cast. We might try to get some special guests on. We'll see. I bet. I bet there's some people I can convince to talk about Elden Ring. It could happen for a while. You know, I remarked that they did some things that they have not done before in previous Souls games. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I got before no I forget, I cannot drop this thread. Last week, I announced the Broken Campfire Group password, and it was way too long. Um. It wasn't password. even our password. Well, I wasn't going to announce the secret password. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, you got to weed the weed them out. The broken campfire group password. It was in the episode description last week. Is B Camp Pod, all lowercase, all one word. B Camp Pod. B C A M P P O D. Have you guys had anybody invade? Have you seen any? Uh, I've done. Listeners? Uh, no, not yet. But well, they're out there. But also, I I know I'm in a group that has let's just say 20 people in it. The you know our group, and it's not a whole. It's not super frequently. It's not like I see people all the time because because the way it works is like that shit. Your messages, your blood stains, all there. I think it's only going to appear if you're online. Right. It's also John, just plain tougher to be invaded, like not that, in this uh, game at all. 
not that I want you to play Elden Ring. And in fact, I think I even told you that like if you didn't like the previous Souls games, you're not going to like it. But yeah, I did it. having lived in a world without playing Elden Ring for two weeks, have you been more or less tempted or not at all changed into buying it? Uh, probably less. <laughs> like the, well, you know the the greatest hype is like right you know the right as the game comes out you know right before it comes out you know everybody's you know waiting for it they're talking about it and then you know maybe like the day it came out everyone's playing it and it's like oh wow oh, look at this wow oh wow uh yeah no, no, no. now we're like uh we're two weeks so we're we're past all that i would say not even entirely like well, I mean, definitely compared to, like, yeah, I mean, you yeah, def- like kid, kids but no, no, for sure. It, 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 uh, it's tapered off significantly, but the hype is still there. I think for a lot of us. Yeah. No, I've definitely. Seen... Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. I've seen, you know, some criticism that's been growing about the game. Um, but for me, I think the, the gushing that we did on Elden Ring impressions episode was the is the kind of feeling that is going to linger with me rather than the criticisms I have, oh, even though the criticisms for, for sure. I have might be building after a hundred hours playing the game. Uh, yeah. The impressions that I had after fifty are the ones that are like that mean something to me. Yeah, for sure, and, and you know I could say that even the same thing about um, my my goat Disco Elysium. You know I've played it. Yes. Well, you know playtime doesn't really matter significantly less than Elden Ring by now, but um, I played it enough to love that game called a 10 out of 10 and also like recognize it has like some severe flaws to it. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think the same is true of Elden Ring, but like the thing is, is like a lot of the shit I don't have, I'm not enjoying about Elden Ring or enjoying. is not even a wrong word. It's more like nitpicks. It's st- stuff like the balancing and stuff that like, I know they've addressed in patches. So like, I'm not that bothered by it. Um, there are, there are a lot of concrete, not a lot, I would say, but there are, there are definitely some concrete criticisms I have about the game. Um, well, one thing that's more clear, uh, at least watching you guys play, you know, before as the game was coming out, maybe the first day, you know, everyone was like, yeah, you might like it. It's not, it's not like Dark Souls. It's going to be a little different. And I mean, I'm watching it. Yeah, they got to jump on, they got a horse. But I mean, and, and obviously I haven't played it. So this is more you guys. But the combat looks, I mean, you know, if somebody said it's Dark Souls 4, I would have been like, all right, that's fine. That, that that is fairly accurate way to describe it. When people talk about how you might like it, um, I I disagree with that because I I really think that this is like a a big love letter to Souls fans, and you're not one of those, you know. Um, yeah. But but what people are talking about, they're talking about the fact that one of the hardest things that turn people off about Dark Souls is that you'll get to a boss and he's just too hard for you, but you don't really have any other content you can do until you kill this boss. He's a wall. Elden Ring is designed such that like walls don't really exist, maybe until like the very end of the game. But like any point in the game when you're fighting a boss that you don't like, that is maybe too tough for you, that you don't have the right weapon for, or you're just not in the mood for, you can just go off and do other content. And the optional content in the game seems specific, a lot of it at least. I mean, it's kind of, the stuff you have to go out and find is harder. But like, a lot of the stuff you can just stumble on is seems like specifically made to be easier than like the big dungeons. So like right there to kinda, build you up. Right. So like that's what people are talking about because like most Souls games have 
a linear branching storyline maybe that has like three or four different paths you can go down, but all of them will have walls. Whereas Elden Ring, it, it you know, it's just a big giant web. You know, you can navigate, you can circumvent all the walls. Like Greg, for example, um, skipping the first area of the game, doing the second area of the game first, which would just ha- so happened to be easier for him because of his build, and then going back and storming through the first area of the game. Elden Ring is never, or none of the Souls games have ever, ever made that as easy as Elden Ring. But, like, at the core, like, the minute-to-minute combat, it, Souls 4 is definitely, like, the accurate way to describe it. Yeah, Even no, I Martin feel that. Uh, there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely more of a game, though, that I would just, and I don't really do this with games, but if, if I was going to experience it, more of a game that I would just watch. Yeah. Uh, like, at the, the heart of it, I just don't, I don't know, I just don't find the combat rewarding. It's just not, you know what I mean? I just, like, it's not, your, it's not your thing. It's not even that I think it's bad. Yeah, I just like faster stuff. I like dashes. I like like teleports. I like moving quick. I don't. I don't like. I don't like being a, a human slow meat bag. I want to be some sort of <laughs> no, some sort of you, Sonic you wanna, the Hedgehog. You want to be. You want to be Naruto. Yeah. I actually totally get that, John. Uh, I don't think there's any. But I mean, in, in this game, I mean, there. you know, even more so, it seems like it's it's um. I don't know, not geared to casual, but geared to everybody because it seems like you can, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, you can summon people more easily or like co-ops more um, uh, That's why, exactly. That I like to describe it as maybe approachable is the best word. Yeah. Because like accessible implies like handy, capable um, stuff, which this game I think does not really have a whole lot of. So like maybe approachable is like the best way to describe it. But like it certainly is like whatever accessible is fine the most accessible souls game easily yeah but see my problem is if i play one i i wouldn't i wouldn't want to beat the bosses with with co-op the first time around i wouldn't i well i wouldn't, you, I wouldn't and not that there's anything wrong with it. obviously play the game however the fuck you want but i know me i would just oh, be like i ah, wouldn't want to do it that's how i've myself. played every single souls game until this one and even this one i've done it most of the time but like I, I got to the point where like when I started realizing how big this game is, like this is a hundred plus hour game. I'm not gonna like sweat it if I spend like two hours playing with the boys to kill a boss because there's gonna be like well, yeah, especially other if it's like an optional one, you know. Yeah, I've heard yeah. some of the other they re nothing is you know not a negative, but you know some of the bosses they reuse you'll see like different variations. Like yeah, whatever. Who cares if you take that with the boy? Yeah, yeah it's more so yeah. like the main, the big, the big boys. Yeah, yeah. And also um, the whole no, no I, I definitely, of... I definitely prefer to feel like the tough guys, the ones that like, you know, you get honor for killing. I definitely want that. Um, I think Elden Ring is more encouraging than any other game, though. About you should just use summons. You know, I'm, I've don't, well, the... I still don't almost ever. But like, the whole spirit ashes system is like subtly encouraging you to do that. Yeah, here, you, yeah. you can talk about a flask. I've been talking a while. No, I was just going to say that they introduced the whole new mechanic of, of Spirit Ashes just to say to you, hey, don't feel bad about helping yourself out yeah. <laughs> when you need it, you know? Yeah. Like, like upgrade these things, get all the, collect them all and uh, use the one you want. And, uh, you know, if you don't, if you don't feel like tra- traditional player summons are, are your thing or you, you don't, you feel too prideful for that, then this is just like a magical uh, ability that you can use. So you don't have to feel that way. I'm looking forward to um, playing the game in future and like pseudo challenging myself, like maybe trying to do like a soul level 40 run or something like that. You know what I mean? 
just mm. for the hell of it. Uh, anyway, man, that was a lot more on Elden Ring than I expected, but we kind of got back on that thread because John had some interesting things to say. So thank you, John. You know, thank you, John. Do. Just an Elden boy. Greg, you got a... Um, to make. Greg, you got anything else to talk about on your roundtable this week? Uh, no, because the only thing I've really been doing otherwise is watching 90 Day with Knoxville, and I can't get into that. That'll just, that'll get okay. us banned. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead. Just know, and, uh, people are miserable. Still. I'll go ahead and pass That's the ball expected. to John, who's had to sit out for a while, for the most part. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I, you know, I asked how long that Elden Ring has been out, and he said two weeks, and you know, it pretty much checks out, give or take, you know, a day or two. And that's just crazy because I really, I don't know where the time went or what I've been doing, but it feels like maybe like a week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what have I been doing? What have I been doing? All right, we'll start with the coolest stuff, and we'll work back, I guess. Um, I won't talk too much about it. Cause I know nobody else has probably seen it, but I have uh, viewed. A new Batman motion picture. I have uh, seen the Batman motion that? picture. Oh, okay. It was good. It was long. It was long, but it was Three good. hours, yeah. I think even, I mean, it was, I didn't hate the runtime. It wasn't like at the end of it. I was like, fuck, that sucked. But I definitely feel like there were some scenes they could have taken out. Um, and there were like three times in the last half hour where I was like, oh, the movie's going to end. And then it just kept going. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, no, they're definitely going to end it here. This is like an ending scene. And it just kept going a little bit longer. But overall, two thumbs up. Totally, totally cool. Uh, you know, different take on the the Batman. Very much like a noir kind of crime detective mystery, you know, Zodiac killer. All of, yeah. you know, all the things that already been said type of movie instead of like Zodiac a superhero killer. movie. Um. A quick, yeah. quick, funny story. Or no, go ahead. No, just uh, I agree with you. Uh, like two thumbs up. It's a good, it's a good movie. And I think that you know what what people are seeing who might not be fans of the comics is like a pretty comic book Batman movie. Like we've we've had the sort of like post camp Burton films, and then the stupid Schumacher films, and then That's what I've heard the Nolan like, serious like films, all and slick stuff. and everything. Yeah, and then this comes along and it's like dark and gritty and it's it's just like low key grounded Batman is a detective, he's just going about his business. It's a couple years into his career and it's just like a nice little comic book story that they uh that they tell. Um and what was the other thing you said? You said it's it's like uh Oh shoot. I forget I that I was going to mention well, I mean, well, I mentioned the Zodiac Killer, kind of like, uh, I mean, that's just like who the, the Riddler reminded me of. Type thing, like a detective uh, like, thing. Kind of like a, almost like a noir type too. You know, the city's dying and he's monologuing oh. himself while only he can save it. And if it's worth saying, you know, it's like typical right. cliche kind of, you know, noir stuff. No, uh, I was going to say, it's just like, because we're oh, yeah. in a post-Nolan world, we sort of can, we can play off that slickness that we had with those and then make it a little bit more like gothic and and yeah. uh and dirty and grimy and and have it be a little bit more like uh um like retaining the realism while adding back in that that comic bookiness sure that's that's what sure. I, I like that about it um besides the riddler is there any other villains in there 
And there are like, other villains in the movie. The Riddler is like the main driving force of the plot, villain-wise. Well, this actually, you know, this 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 goes into what I was. I got a quick story, real quick, and I'll tie into that. Uh, yeah, you mentioned this is you know comic booky. However, I will say to folks because one, I don't think the movie was marketed very well. Because I mean, it's not a secret that Riddler and Penguin are both in this movie. They're all over the covers. They announced Colin Farrell playing the the Penguin. Um, you know, Greg had no idea the Penguin was in there. Does uh, um the the Penguin has like a series coming out also, right? Like, is that like, going, or, or going am I just going crazy? Also playing the Penguin series, as far as we know, I think. I so, I do not. Colin, know. Colin Farrell is in that. That's cool. He is the Penguin. I do like Colin Farrell. <laughs> I, I mean, you want you can't. You, there's no way you could tell. Like he's in so much makeup and yeah. not Colin Farrell. You you actually would have yeah, no idea. You're, you're not a Farrell head, so. Well, you got me there. But hold on, that wasn't my point. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> when I went into the movie, there was like a family of like five people <laughs> and like varying ages, and they're sitting you know, right in front of me. And this movie's like I said, this is not your. If you're thinking, oh, Batman, like whatever, this is not your. I don't know. Is it rated R or is it rated PG-13? I, I actually. I was wondering check. that while I was watching the movie. I'm assuming R. I really thought it would have been R. And if it didn't, it was really pushing what what you can do with today. Like they say fuck anyway, a lot. so they do. It is rated PG-13. Oh, wow. okay. That surprises me. So in the very beginning of the movie, you know, there's this family with all varying ages. They're sitting in front of me. And I'm sure they're thinking they're going to get into a Batman romp where he saves the city and, and Bane goes and does a little funny voice. A Batman in the first rum. two minutes of the movie, you have this, you know, brutal uh, saran wrapped face <laughs> uh, Riddler just brutally fucking and like realistically just like tackle a man and just beat his fucking brains in. And like, yeah. I mean, right in the first shit. minute. And as soon as that happened, like the three of the family got up and they left the theater and they did not come back. Oh man! And I don't blame them. No. Um, but yeah, I feel like I didn't. I don't really. I mean, watch that's too that's much. not a that's not something you want to watch with your kids, right? I mean, no, I wouldn't. But well, my my point is, I mean, I, I don't watch too much TV any these days or whatever. Yeah, we'll go take the kids to a superhero. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't really see commercials, and I, I had no idea this movie was even coming out. Besides the Little Caesars um, advertisement, I mean, was this movie advertised as just like I, another dude, normal Batman movie? No, I, I don't want to be. But that night, that night that we played D and D, and I posted a picture of the Little Caesars Batman was the first time I knew that movie was coming out anytime soon. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Same with me. I, 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 I've never yeah. seen a commercial for this. I didn't, I'd seen about the know? movie, not a lot, not like trailers or anything. I mean. I could have watched the trailer at some point when it came out, but I chose not to. But there was like pre-release imagery and stuff being released constantly, and the trickle was definitely well, like I knew the movie this, was coming. No, out. but like this movie is dark. Like that's that was the marketing in the movie. It's like this is a dark Batman film. This is a gritty Batman film. So it's not like they were saying like this is more violent than the Nolan films or anything. He's like Batman, though. You right. know, like I feel like that's a given. But anyways, that family was not prepared, and they left. And yeah, it was a good yeah. one. Good. Yeah, got him. First off, got him. All right, yeah, cool. Ben Affleck's Batman. Did you guys have any spoiler thoughts you wanted to share? Did you want to uh, spoiler bunker us at all or not? Uh, no, we could do maybe like a, I could. We could talk about doing a spoiler cast after this if I just wanted to. I could probably talk about the. the I mean, I'm like right if, after. If you this, want to, I certainly to would. I like. I could say stuff about it. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. No, that'd be that'd be fun for me to listen to when I eventually see it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for the HBO Max drop in a month. Sure. Is it? Yeah, I'll wait for that. Month, bud. 
Year what do you month. say? What do you say, Greg? I said I agreed with you. I said, yeah, that's what I'll also do. Yeah, let's watch it together. I'm down with um, that. In more entertainment news, I right. was, um, I was just up real, up real late last night by myself, and I watched. I don't know if it dropped last night, or I just started seeing clips on YouTube, and I, I don't know, I had to have dropped in the last week. I watched the uh, the boys animated series. They have like, uh, I think it's only like eight episodes. And they have like, and they're only like 15, 20 minute episodes and they have like a different director for each one. Like Andy Samberg directed one, uh, Seth Rogen directed one, uh, different names like that. Now there's a thing I had no idea um, about until you mentioned it. Uh, yeah, no, I totally yeah, no I did not have, about it. I had no idea about it until uh, Vito brought it up the other day. Until Vito brought it up yeah, and then I started seeing it on my Facebook. I will say it's a pretty solid watch. I think there were eight, eight of them. Was I this will, on Prime as well? Like on, part, on, part, no, part of the, it's part of the series? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's on Prime. Okay. Um, there's eight of them, and I'll I'll say like, I think six of them. Maybe six of them were were good. Two of them, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I, I assume the one that you spoiler tagged in the Discord is the Seth I didn't Rogen even episode. Finish. I didn't even. I didn't. Even, no, <laughs> no, that's that was the Aquafina episode. Oh my. Okay. Uh, I didn't even finish that one. I was so disgusted and. It's a bunch of poop fart jokes. Ha oh, ha, funny poop fart poop fart. Am I correct in assuming that? Having actual like comedic people writing comedy for the boys is not really the tack you would have taken, like that we would have taken. I like, well, the, the Seth Rogen one is kind of like invincible. So I mean, well, it's it, kind of like an invincible yeah, style. Okay. The there is oh, literally fun. when I said there's a Rick and Morty one, I I, I mean like who's Rick and Morty? Uh, well, it's a, I don't want to spoil the episode, but I mean like it's. I don't know if they had like a special animation or whatever, but like it was animated by those people. Oh. I don't know if Justin, I mean, Justin Roiland doing the voices oh. and stuff. Like, it was a Rick and Morty episode. Wow. Not that those hey, two I'm characters were in there. there. Well, yeah, no, definitely. There was a character there. There was, yeah, they had a Christian Slater in there. You know, he was in an episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, yeah, like I said, six out of eight of them, pretty solid. All right. I would six even out say eight, some of eight. them. Three out of four ain't bad. I would even say like one or two of them were like super solid. So definitely wow. worth watching. Three out of four ain't bad. I'll, I'll check it out for sure. When was that released? Yeah. Is that recent? Sure. Like I said, I, I didn't check, but it has to be in the last week because I've oh, just seen okay. it popping Sorry. up and Vito talking that. about it and stuff. All right, cool. The Boys animated series. Do we know uh, when season three is slated? They they probably said, right? I feel like they've had to have. I haven't been Fla- checking Flask, can, too much. Can we, Flask, can we pull that up? Uh, it's one of those shows that uh that I like, but you know I'm not when following it's released, it too closely. When it comes out, I'll watch it. At least I watch it. Yeah. I get that. I'm with that, with yeah, a lot supposedly of supposedly June. All right, June. June. When's um June, June, June? Speaking of things, I'm. This is kind of off topic, but when's that next uh, Stranger Things uh, season coming out? <laughs> Raise your hand if you've seen season about one. That. I have only seen you season haven't? one. Mm-hmm. I would say my only season one as well. Oh, dude, they have some of the coolest fucking monsters in that thing in that series. I don't know. I feel like I just haven't been in the right place for Stranger Things. Amy Gorgon did look pretty cool. I'll give him that. Seems like a happy, whimsical show, and I'm not that kind of guy. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, that usually gets beaten out of me pretty quick too. I get it. Well, that's that's media news, and then in gaming, I really in the last two weeks I've been playing a bunch of Fallout. 
kind of uh, your own Stranger Things, it sounds like. I mean to ask you, so how's your uh, your adventure with uh, all this? I've seen you, uh, you've gone from like three different, you've skipped to basically the three different games. Yeah, well, I started in Fallout 2, and I made it pretty darn far. I made it like in the last, uh, definitely the last half of the game, because like the big twist happened or whatever, and I've been a little bit further, and like, I really was fucking around. I, I have a lot to say about that game. I don't know if I want to do it now. Maybe I'll save it for another time. I don't know. I think about it. I gotta organize my thoughts. Uh, but I will say, and I you know, obviously I didn't play when it came out, but I underestimated the game when I originally tried to play it uh, right after Fallout One. Yeah, you played a no intellect build, so you literally no, couldn't. No you build. literally could not speak to people. Well, the reason I did that is because I get into a little bit. The reason I did that because Fallout One. I mean, it's a pretty short game. Even not knowing what you're doing, like I went into it blind. You can find like, an optimal character. Yeah, I mean, you can beat it in you know ten hours less. I and mean, if you, if you know what you're doing, I mean, you can probably beat it in like an hour or two. You know, if you practice a little bit and you knew your you know your strats. But uh, Fallout Two is, and I didn't know this. It's it's just a much bigger game. And that makes sense. It's like a sequel. I'm sure back then they were testing the grounds with one, and then they you know they had the engine, and then they just put all their time and make it bigger. But it is just a lot bigger than I I gave it credit for when I went into it. I I thought it was gonna be like another one, like one. Um, no, I put like dozens of hours in that. I was in like the last, you know, 75% of the game and I just fucked around in my character too much. I took a bunch of stupid perks, like Kama Sutra and my guy was like trash and every fight just kind of, it was less about like, oh, I have a good build and I'm beating these guys. And it was more about like, all right, how many times do I have to reload until I get good rolls and they get bad rolls? <laughs> uh, it was whatever, because, I mean, that's how, like, those games were back then. You just got to, like, restart, and you're like, all right, I know now, and I'll do things faster. And I moved over to the Steam version, so the game ran better. So it was like I started playing, and I I, I probably got, like, halfway through, and I was like, it's pretty fun, but I'm getting a little little worn out on the, the turn-based. I started playing New Vegas, because, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it's 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 the next game in, in that kind of, you know, series of West Coast Fallouts, you know? Uh-huh. They reference Fallout 2 a lot and Fallout 1 a lot in, in New Vegas. Um, I started playing New Vegas, um, and I didn't get too far because playing out maybe this is cool, but like, I want a game I can mod. I want something I can look at and it's nice and there's crazy shit going on. So then I started looking at Fallout Four mods, and there, what really stuck me was there was a it's called Project Mojave, and it's still in early access, but uh, basically it's people remaking like the New Vegas map in the Fallout Four world. Uh, and right now they just have like um, like nipped in and like the surrounding area and then you can teleport to like the strip uh, and yeah, it has like NPCs in it but all the NPCs have like the Microsoft Sam voice and it's kind of unsettling Jesus hello I have, uh, traveler yeah I have uh, I've super modded the game I, I, real quick some of the cool mods they put on that just I don't know take away some of the, the normal tedium of, of Fallout 4 uh it's like I think it's called Start Anywhere, and, and instead of you know being the whatever you past man, you're frozen, you're looking for Sean. Uh, when the game starts, you know, and asks you like you know what occupation you are, and that's just to give you your gear, um, and then where do you want to spawn and what level you want to be, and it just puts you somewhere randomly in the map. Um, so not only that, that though, how does that work with the main story? Well, I was saying not only that though, it and I'm sure there's going to be spots where it, it it's impossible. But seemingly, it has cut out all dialogue about you 
like being frozen and looking for Sean and stuff. You know what I mean? Like when you talk to people, like when I first like wandered over to Diamond City, you know, and you're talking to like Piper instead of being like, uh, where are you from? And it's where's, like, oh, I'm from the past. Son? Or yeah, where's my son? Yeah, you know, she asks like, where are you from? Instead of saying like, oh, I'm from the past, something like that. You have like three or four options and you can like name cities from like the game. It was like, oh, I'm from Covenant. Oh, I'm from, you know, uh, Bunker Hill. Uh, and it, yeah, it just replaces. Uh, so far, I haven't run into any dialogue asking about Sean or like looking for my like family or anything. Well, I'd be curious what what yeah. when, when you like run into Sean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Who are you? Off. Uh, be, you remember me, Dad? Uh, that'll be really interesting. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like rewrite his dialogue and then just cut out the voice lines or something. Yeah, well, there was one cool mod I found. I don't have to find the name of it. It was more of like a, a mission story mod. Um, but it was fully voice acted, and one of the fucking voice actors was Commander Shepard. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, That's it was cool. Crazy. It was, a, it was like a. Fun. It was like you go to the memory den, and you get to like rewatch. It was actually kind of cool. You get to like rewatch the events, um, like the how the Brotherhood of Steel came about. Um, and if you guys don't know, like um, before the bombs dropped or whatever, like days before the bombs dropped, there were you know these. Uh, American army people and they're coming back to their base and they're, you know just just normal whatevers and they stumbled upon uh, the scientists like experimenting on Chinese prisoners um, with the the FEV turning them into super mutants and they were like there's no way America would do this so they like killed all the scientists and they took over the base and they were like they're waiting for the government to come in and like you know either kill them and try to silence them or or you know whatever and get right, any word right, right. But, but then the bombs dropped so they were just waiting there, and they're like, well, fuck, this technology's evil or whatever, we gotta pretend, whatever, and then they turn into the Brotherhood of Steel. So you get to, like, watch that through, like, actual, like, you walking uh, around, and then, like, you know, they'll do, like, a little scene, and then, like, the everything will freeze, and you'll get to go over to different things and, like, press E, and there'll be, like, a little narrator yeah, and right stuff. And that was really cool. Okay. They, got, they got a lot of just crazy fucking mods for that game. Um, cool. Maybe, it, I'll, yeah. maybe I'll try it again. I, I've I've tried to play Fallout 4 a few times and I've always just immediately bounced off. But I've never gone super deep modding. I yeah, might well, do the, the something like play yeah. like hardcore mode, but like with the mod that does fast travel and that kind of thing. Well, yeah, that was, that was another thing. I'm I'm playing survival, but like survival and Fallout 4 is kind of trash. So there's definitely mods that fix it. Like one a huge one that I'm using is Sleeper Save, um, which you is save? you know normally in. Fallout 4 hardcore mode, the only way to save is for you to sleep. Which is stupid, because when you sleep, it's going to, like, almost every time afterwards, even for an hour, and say, oh, you're hungry, oh, you're thirsty. Right, you know? so, you're, so you're you're never going to be able to be prepared. Yeah, it's just it's just fucking you over, you know. For the, So it's simple mod, obviously, when you just look at a bed, it'll give you the option, you want to sleep, or do you want to just auto-save real quick? Um, and then other things, like, uh, you know, just... Um, like a survival like mode um like adjustment thing so like you know normally on survival mode like enemies will do like times three damage to you but you only do times one damage to them it's like that's stupid why don't we just put like both of us on times 2.5 so like i hurt you you hurt me you know what i mean and you can take away like the first like three levels of like negative effects for like hunger and thirst because you know, they happen so you know you can anything you can think of for like the survival the rate you get hungry the rate you get thirsty you can turn it off all that. you can adjust it with these mods um definitely you need to uh because for normal fallout 4 survival just sucks 
uh, a normal Fallout 4 kind of borderline sucks. But with mods, it, it, it's kind of shaping up into a pretty sweet game. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing for the past two weeks. Nice. Sweet. It was actually one day was literally just I downloaded these like uh, nice texture mods and you know they're all like eight plus gigs, but with um with Nexus uh you know mod downloads or whatever unless you have like the premium account you can only get the slow download like two megabytes a second. That was just like a whole day. I just left it just downloading and then I just <laughs> went and did other stuff. Cool man. <laughs> And then the best part yeah, is like uh, you got all the mods installed, and then there's like some conflict, and you don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> you didn't run into any problems. No, so luckily, because like I mean, I know you guys are probably thinking, "Why well, John's modding? What the fuck?" There's this program. I don't know if you guys. I don't know how often you guys mod games. It's called Vortex. Yeah, and it just makes yeah, things dude. so fucking easy. Like even a caveman like me can do it. Uh, I don't even have to order anything. It just oh, does it cool. for me. Nice. My first experience was one of those is uh, the R2 mod man with uh, Valheim. Yeah, well, more or less, yeah, pretty pretty simple just like that. Uh, and yeah, it makes it super easy for you to mod any game. I got like, I don't know, like 20 plus on. And yeah, it just ordered them for me and it, it works. Cool. Yeah. Let's follow yeah. then. Let's follow, that's, that's follow on, that's John. All right, well, that's, that's John. John. Next week, John will update us on his progress in Elden Ring. For now, we'll move on to me. And you guys can just skip, you know, 10, 15 minutes if you guys want to just go straight to the break and see what uh, Flask has to talk about. Um, I finished Persona 4 Golden before Elden Ring came out. That game is pretty good. Hell yeah. Fun story. Hell yeah, it is. Um... Pretty fun gameplay throughout. I really enjoyed the social link system and uh, charming little characters and everything. Uh, I think the game is definitely dated by its gameplay design. It uses like a really early procedurally generated generation type thing for its dungeons. And the dungeons end up just feeling really samey after a while. And uh, are, are honestly a slog to get through. Despite how fun the gameplay minute to minute JRPG combat can be. Uh, the Persona system is really cool. I think Golden is a good game to get into the series. I I, I say as a guy, we're, that's the only game I've gotten into it, but I'm excited to see Persona 5 Royale uh, inevitably hit the PC. It's got to come eventually, right? It has to. It's got to be. what they say. Soon. So yeah, if you're looking for, despite its age, maybe a more, like, I don't know, if you're looking for Pokemon, but you're playing as a Japanese kid, um trying to solve a murder mystery by going inside of a TV with his friends, then, you know, it's probably the game for you. I forget. How do they, uh, how do they summon the personas in four? I know in three, they use suicide gun. In three, they use a gun in uh, four. They use, uh, like these cards that they just hold up in the air and they like oh, crush. Yeah. Okay. So a little and less violent. In five, they use, uh, masks. Masks? Huh, yep. Okay. You like rip the mask off your face and it's like glued to your head. <laughs> All right. Fuck. Oh, okay. Um, I also, in the milieu between Persona 4 Golden and the release of the Elden Ring, I played a little bit of No Man's Sky. It's a game I never thought I would play uh, dude, because you know, I fucking like, forgot about that. 
Sean Murray and all that, and I left a bad taste in my mouth, all the line and stuff. Right. And, but, you know, it's received many updates over the years, and that's the story of the game. It's just, like, hugely turned around. I can definitely see how that's true for some gamers. I think that that game is almost, like, over-designed in some aspects um, that, like, really turn me off from it. There's little things like um, the spaceship that you use to traverse everywhere requires launch fuel every time it make every time it takes off so like you're 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 always looking for like resources to make launch fuel no matter where you're at how easy it is, is it to accumulate those resources acquire it them? is but like it just like actually disincentivizes you from like jumping around the planet because you're like man i don't want i don't want to fuck around and like have to like go make go find more of that Okay. Like you'll spend like a couple minutes doing it each time. It's not doesn't take a whole lot, lot of time, but it's not like thirty or forty seconds. And it's not like crafting something you already have. You have to go find materials for it. You know. It's like every new town um, you drive to, you have to like I have to hit the gas station first. Yeah. So like it, it just subtly disencourages you from like actually exploring around. You know. Um, there's quests that are real world timed. Um. The flying around in a spaceship doesn't feel great. And maybe I'm grading it unfairly because I'm thinking of like Outer Wilds, but like for a space game, I wish the spaceships felt better and more fun to fly. Um, for example, like you don't actually land your ship by yourself, you just get close to the ground and then click the landing mode button and the game autopilots it oh. to the ground. It's like little things like that. It's like, let me, let me fuck around, let me like slam into something. Um, and I'm sure it's deeper than I'm giving it credit for. While I am sometimes like just like amazed at like some of the things I'm seeing, it's definitely a very pretty game and a cool exploration game. It's a very chill game. It's also like some parts of it you can just tell how shallow it is. Like the fact that uh, the only thing in space that you'll see between object A and B if you slow down is asteroids. There's never anything else. There's never just empty space. Oh, you're always like going through a fucking asteroid belt. Yeah, it's insane. Like anytime you're not in op- anytime you're not in hyperwarp, you're going through an asteroid belt. That's not how the space works. <laughs> yeah, it's not how that it's works. It's like okay, I can just see how shallow this is. and that and it, and it does that so that you like you look for gold asteroids or silver asteroids or you mine stuff off of it and like whatever you know. It's made so that in this huge procedurally generated universe, you can just hop between any planet and get whatever resource you need to move on hmm. and that's totally that i don't say that i don't think that's necessarily a bad design philosophy i think it's just a little too aimless and a little too crafty for a guy like me um that's not to say i'm like totally sworn off of it i could totally see myself going back and just having fun exploring some worlds and stuff it does have cool vistas and it does have like you know there's a little bit of a dopamine hit when i get a new upgrade to my gun and i can craft things a little bit better um, I was kind of excited to build out my base if I had more time to play it, things like that. But also, on the each step of like building up your base, there's like a quest involved that like serves as like a gate and like forces you to go out and like craft starship fuel, fuel and craft this, craft that. Every quest is that's another thing. Every single quest is craft something, gather these cool. materials and craft something. I forget is is there even is there even like a, a story to speak of? Is there anything like to do that's not that crafting uh, business? Yeah, so like the yeah, there's quests and stuff, but like you go to you go to a place, you like 
find the next quest marker. Usually you have to like craft a key or something to unlock the thing to get inside the quest oh, marker or whatever. Okay. Um, and it takes you to the next quest marker. I think the inevitable goal of the game is to get to the center of the universe. Right. I remember. Yeah, I ended up doing that. Oh, you played the game. Yeah. I forgot. Well, I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think I'm pretty being fair about it or what? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I have, uh, I have 91 hours in No Man's Sky. Oh, man. I forgot um, you played that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I bought it when it came out. I mean, I, and it had so many updates. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, what you've said is definitely true. Um, uh, I don't have too much more to add. I mean, the the problem with me in the game is, you know, they've, you can just see in the reviews, they've worked so hard to add so many things to this game, and they all just seem so... Shallow? Well, no, just unobtainable uh, um, to somebody, like, starting the game, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you, I don't know how, how much you played, but, like, you know, I've never gotten into, like, a, a, like a rover in the game, like a car... I've never gotten into like a mech suit. I've never like they have like living ships, like alive ones. I never got like a freighter. Uh, I never built like an underwater. Like they have all these features they add into these games. So like because I was not like building upon my character or playing at the time, I feel like it's just too much of an investment because of the systems you mentioned for me to want to get to and actually try the new things. Yeah, kind of where I'm at with the game. Yeah, that's fair. I think that those things might be a little more accessible than you think, if only because I've seen Greg with them. But, um, but again, Greg has the benefit of like starting as a new character and building up to that point. Not like, well, and then we had that really bad experience. I did try hopping on once, and like, oh yeah, yeah, that's Greg right. You you, you hopped oh, yeah. on. You hopped it, on like literally as Greg was rescuing me from a random system, and he rescued me, and we left you in that random system. Well, it's not even like the the thing is like Greg came back, but for some reason, and I don't know if it's a bug or the game, we I, I haven't determined it yet. I can dock my ship on his freighter, but we can't leave the system. What the fuck's the point of the freighter then? Like the thing yeah, is, like tra- me, me I mean, and Greg- we were in a team together. We were a crew. Like it, it's just so crazy. And it's so weird because you Google it and people say it's a feature. And when me and Greg try it, it kind of works because I do end up in the same system as Greg, <laughs> but my game crashes every time in the middle. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it works, quote unquote. Yeah, see, we couldn't even get there. It wouldn't even leave. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe the game has come leaps and bounds, and I can see why people are, you know, singing its praises for turning around, but I, I, I don't think I'll ever see any of that stuff. You, um, you, you know, I hate to say it, but, like, that's just, like, make an open-world game that's just, like, a small space system with like three or four planets some things to explore out there you know i feel like it's not that very i mean even like a dozen planets i mean it didn't have to be uh, the the trillion billion like they said yeah it's on game pass oh there you go (laughs) it was on game pass yeah that's good to mention that that's that's why i played it and then then in video games i've been playing the Elden ring and we we talked plenty about that uh, on HBO Max, I noticed there's an Adult Swim tab. I've been kind of playing around in that. I watched all of Smiling Friends again. Still a good show on a second watch. I watched... Dude, I love that show. That's a very funny show. I watched quite a bit of Harvey Birdman. Good show. 
Yeah, oh, also can, good. You know, I saw that as a kid. One I did not watch yeah, as I was much about as a say, kid. I've seen it as a kid. Was Space Ghost Coast to Coast? I know Harvey Birdman is a spinoff of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll try it. I'll throw it on." It's a fun show. I mean, it's like nostalgic and weird because it's like a parody of like mid 1990s shit. But uh, I'm having fun with it. I like Space Ghost. After that, you're gonna watch uh, C Lab, right? Sure, why not? I'll throw C Lab on. C Lab is a uh, one of my favorites. I watched C Lab a bit as a kid. Yeah, I never really got into the style of humor that that was Adult Swim in that time period. And I I still don't think I'm really like that. That's really for me. But I always thought it was funny that uh, that they just utilize Space Coast as like a talk show host. Oh and, yeah, that uh, was even before Adult Swim, though. That was um, that was Cartoon Network. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but they call it like Cartoon Planet. Boomer, yeah, yeah, still yeah, late at Boomer night. Or something like I, that. I think people okay. say. I think people say Adult Swim exists because of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Cause, cause like you said, I mean, that came out or that aired. You know, we were still pretty young. I remember. I, I didn't have cable growing up. My my grandma did uh, not my next door one, but then a different one. And when we would stay over there, me and my brother, you know, we'd stay up late. And yeah, I remember, you know, after like at ten, maybe eleven o'clock, this fucking weird show would come on. You know, Space Coast and. Even as a kid, I, I never, I, I didn't understand. I mean, now I, I think it's funny. As a kid, I didn't understand, like, is he actually talking to those people? Or is this all like a <laughs> Like, spoof? how does this like, work? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like, did they, like, steal that from a different interview? Like, why would these people agree to talk to Space <laughs> Ghost? You know what I mean? Like, I thought the whole thing was just fucking fake. And I was like, why is it funny then? I don't know. But no, nah, I, I, I like Space Ghost now. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a good talking point is that... Uh, you know, you have that thought watching it. Like as an adult, like it's it's obvious that like there's there's a lot of improv to it, and like it's clearly not a scripted entirely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I did watch a little bit of Conan O'Brien has a episode, and I watched a little bit of and these episodes are like ten or twelve minutes long. The interview for it was like forty five minutes or something like that. Like they just released oh, the un, the unscripted interview, and the entire interview, the guy asking him questions is in character as Space Ghost. So it's not like a scripted thing or they're like just like telling him to make right, jokes like, oh, or something yeah. be funny like, okay now. cut you know next i'm gonna yeah say this yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's like they, they have they have funny questions that sometimes are the same questions that space ghost asks but like it feels authentic because they, they ask it as space ghost you know that was, that yeah. was fun to see that's a good one. uh yeah that's that's my round table um and by my measure, we're right at an hour. I think it's about time for us to take a little break. We'll be back with Flask's Roundtable, followed by the news. Yes, gamers, I know you've been news. playing Elden Ring nonstop the last two weeks, but the world has moved on. World keeps uh, on spinning, spinning, baby. The world kept spinning. So we'll be back. We'll be right, Breck. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good space ghost. Character. Yeah, yeah. No, I dig it. I dig it. What's the other, what's the other you know guy's what name? Moltar. Moltar. Uh, Moltar. There you go. Moltar and uh, Zorak. Yeah. Were you going to say, Oh, I was going to say another show that I remember on Adult Swim. I remember Charlie loved it, but I, I could not understand. I fucking hated it. Uh, home movies. Oh, oh dude, I love oh, home, home movies. I like home movies. Home I, movies dude, is great, I, dude. I don't know what it was. I could not... I for the life of me, I could. I mean, not the animation is dog shit, but like 
it's it just great. I love the Super Bowl budget Charlie. feel. <laughs> uh, yeah, all movies are good. Hey guys, um, sorry I couldn't be there for um, whatever it was you guys were doing. You know, some of us have to work, make money, be uh, successful. Uh, oh, hey Ryan, how you doing? Sorry, that was that was Ryan Reynolds. I just uh, walked past him on the street. He said, "What's up?" Video games. Yeah, I don't really have time for those these days. Kind of grew out of them. Um, but you know, good luck with that. I don't know. I heard there's a game that came out, a big game, like Lord of the Rings or something like that. So that's cool. Enjoy that, and uh, maybe I'll catch up with you guys in the future. All right. Um, <clears throat> oh, hold on. That's. Uh, that's Jack Nicholson up ahead. I gotta say hello. Alright, see you guys later. Flask, Hi. I think you have some physics and chemistry to teach us in yes. your round table. So you all oh. I think you completed the Elden Ring, if I'm correct. I did. In fact, you said so earlier. We're in the presence of an Elden Lord. Hello. Yeah, yeah not for long though, because there could only be one. Yeah. But um what else have you been doing? This is gonna be a long lecture, so everybody get comfortable. I'll try to make it, uh, I'll try to speed through it a bit, but uh, you did keep me talented for two weeks, so you had it coming. Um, well, you've been playing nothing but oh, Elden Ring oh, for two weeks. Right, so. right. I'm not even talking about the Elden Ring. We talked about the Elden Ring. That was my, that was that business. I'm not even talking about that. Um, you know, it's been, it's been, what, three weeks, two weeks since uh, the end of Peacemaker, and last time we talked about Peacemaker, it had just aired the final episode, uh, but I hadn't yeah. watched it yet. So I would say, by the way, Episode eight of Peacemaker, which is the final one, is the worst of the series somehow. And uh, uh, Adebayo confirmed for most incongruous character in the whole cast. There, I said it. Confirmed, okay. Uh, yeah. And Peacemaker, wow. confirmed. overall, uh, you know, wow. it's it's just kind of like, yeah, pretty good feeling for me. Uh, definitely not without flaws, though. And the last episode was the worst of them. Uh Oh, I'm going to toss out a rare YouTube video recommendation. I already posted this in our Discord, but uh, with all the Elden Ring, I think it's not unlikely that you all missed it. Um, this video is called 343 Industries versus the World. Nobody, nobody, none of you watched that, right? When I posted it? No. Okay. No, I did not. I'm familiar with you posting uh, it. <laughs> I remember, I think you posted it when I was playing the Elden Ring, and sorry, bud, there was just nothing that's, else. That's literally what I just said. I just said, I'm pretty sure because of Elden Ring, you probably all missed it. Um, yeah. It's by Marco Style, is the channel name. It's a feature-length documentary, almost, that has no commentary or voiceover. It's just a compilation of promotional material Uh for and critical response to 343's Halo games. So Halo 4, 5, the Master Chief Collection, and a smidge of Infinite. Um, the editing is fantastic in this video. It's basically good enough to be uh, to, to, to entertain you just from the aspect of the editing itself. But the narrative it portrays is something that I think we've all been aware of, but might not have realized the extent of when shown as a pattern throughout the years that 343 has been in charge of the franchise. Um, and it, 
And it paints a very dire picture for 343, honestly. I mean, the ending is still kind of hopeful, like maybe things can turn around at some point. But the fact that we see so many examples of them not turning it around when they had an opportunity to, it's pretty dire. Uh, Pretty dire portrait. But I do recommend this video. Check it out if you have any passing interest in Halos. Um, Yeah. Um, I don't do you. I don't know if you have it on the docket, but it's well timed with the announcement that the co-op mode has been delayed. Ah, yes. Uh, Until when? (laughs) Trying to rapidly find the story, but it's been delayed. For the end of time, I believe. Yeah, was the uh, quoted. <laughs> from, uh, wow. You know what? Actually, it was canceled. Oh, jeez. Well, no, no, no. Just to late no, to the it end was of time, can- not canceled. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Indefinitely. Sorry, I'm, a, I'm a bad host now. I invoked a new story without having looked. They it up will first. release it when time and space cease to exist, and the universe folds I'm in search- on itself. I'm searching all at that books. precise moment. They will press the button, and they will say, "Oh, wow." Okay. Um, I think what I saw. Halo Infinite Co-op delayed again. Won't release with season two launch. Three four three Industries is hoping to release the feature later in season two, with Forge still still set to arrive with season three. Yikers! I think when I saw that news, I was just my brain kind of just glazed over. It was like I don't even care. <laughs> just when it's out, it's out. Whatever. But for you guys, it probably means more because you 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 know you're probably going to want to co-op when it's available, right? Well, uh, no. I mean, oh. I don't really care, honestly. Okay. Like, it, it it means almost nothing. Like, I, I, not to say I'm not going to play it, but like, I, I do feel kind of like you do, where I'm like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any interest in Halo as like a story or like as a franchise beyond as like a, a fun thing to play with my friends. So I'm sure I'm just down. I'm just down to wait for that experience. Yeah, and maybe someday uh, and, once and it's it, been and, out for a long time, you'll pick it up with a friend. You know. Yeah, and I've. Kind of got a bad taste in my mouth for the devs, you know. Yes. I haven't seen a video, but, like, we we, we documented our own uh, misfortunes here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not exactly, like, you know, excited to play it. It'll, it'll just be some... I acknowledge it'll be something I'll play and probably have fun with when it comes out. Fair. But yeah, check out that video. It's good. Yeah. Um, 343 Industries versus the World. That's what it's called. Speaking okay. of Halo, though, uh, I'm I'm too I'm sorry that uh, Vito wasn't here for the Halo talk. Um, there was one thing that I failed to mention about. Excuse me, failed to mention about it last time uh, because I hadn't oh. written it down. But I, I found it funny and I wanted to bring it up mostly because uh, in Vito's roundtable about Halo in episode eighty, he had discussed the Master Chief Cortana relationship. And we discussed how it's been the subject of three games now, you know, et cetera. Uh, When you actually... Just friends, right? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. When you actually do the math of how long John and Cortana have known each other, it adds up to something like three or four months total. (laughs) I thought you were going to say much, much longer. (laughs) And the subjective time in which they interact with each other adds up to a matter of weeks due to being either separated or in cryosleep in, in John's case. Are, so I feel like you can kind of hand wave like the affection though, with like the fact that like, oh, like, yeah. AI reasons, like she's living in his head. You know what I mean? Kind of. Shit. Absolutely. I'm not saying this is like a gotcha for the writing or that yeah, it's like an insult or, or that it's three, four, three is doing or anything. That's a good point, John, but that is interesting. <laughs> 
Because I, I, li- I like the relationship. And it did exist during Bungie's games, of course, you know. We also know that people who go through intense life or death situations together do have a good chance of bonding in a short time span. Yeah. Uh, especially when they have to rely on each other. So Cortana was literally, as you said, in John's head. It's just one of those things where doing the math sort of puts it in perspective. Like we've had years and years of these games where their relationship has become the focus so much, but they've known each other for a few months. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Doing the math is yeah, always you gotta think good. about brain time, you know, it's just like dog brain years time. Are different. You know, when you're in you know, when you're into one's brain, it's you know, days or months, it's it's a whole of course. You know, equation. Makes perfect sense, yeah. All right, all right. Uh anyway. As for things I've been playing, though, I just want to mention a couple of quick games. Um, All right, mention them quick. These were before Elden Ring, similar to your your business. Uh, I wanted to play something sort of light and fluffy at the time, and I had been inspired by that last Nintendo Direct where they announced the remakes of the Klonoa games, so I played the Klonoa games. Uh, The first one is called Doors of Phantom Isle, and the second one is called uh, Lunatic... Lunatia's Veil. Lunatia's Veil. I forget how it's, it's the inflection on that. Um, and the first one's on the PlayStation. Second one's on the PlayStation 2. There were also some Game Boy games that I'm, I'm not looking to play. And uh, I did not play the Wii remake of the first game, which there is one. I played the original PlayStation version. It's very cute. Very cute game. Um, even the made-up like language voices are adorable. It reminds me of uh, like Kirby and its design philosophy of, of just pure cuteness everywhere with a bit of Sonic thrown in some of uh, some OCs lingering. Um, all right. All right. And the, the first game is uh, 2D sprites. That sounds way past cool. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the 2D is uh, the, the gameplay is 2D sprites on a turning 3D track like you're on a 3D track that kind of rotates as you go um, through the area. You have a jump and an attack, and you can grab enemies to use against other enemies or get a bigger jump boost. It's a very simple gameplay uh, right. structure, system, whatever you want to call it. But it's simple and delightful. It's just very nice. Uh, I just want to mention I love Klonoa, the character's design, and I, I, don't, I don't really know why. He's like a cat with long ears and an oversized dog collar and a little hat. And on the hat is a little Pac-Man because it's a it's a Namco product. So uh, right. I feel like they were trying character. to I feel like they were trying to make him like a mascot at the time, and it never really worked out. But he's always been kind of a cult <laughs> uh, franchise. Victor Pucci. Yeah, Clinton had to go back to his uh, home console. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this feels like a game that that would have gone right alongside my love for say Crash Bandicoot when I was a kid. Like if I played as a kid, I would have really enjoyed this. And it's also worth noting that while it is a lighthearted cartoony game, I would say it treats its story and and ending surprisingly seriously. Like you'd never see Crash Bandicoot ending the way that this does um, on a very bittersweet note for for such a cartoony game. And uh, oh, one last thing about the first game. There's a character you meet named Solaire who is a sun priest. Coincidence? No. Just the Italian word for solar or something more? Oh, maybe. Well, 
What? I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was funny. Solaire, who's a sun priest. Um, Klonoa 2, Ludite's Veil. Uh, it's, it's just plain right. fun to play. It, you go from 2D sprites on 3D environments to full 3D, of course, because it's on the PS2. Seems a little more lenient than the first game, uh, but still gets definitely ramps up the difficulty as you go along. Um, Klonoa is one of the funniest types of heroes in this game because he's sort of still recovering from the bittersweet events of the first game. So this time he just shows up and strangers are immediately like, please save our world, prophesized hero. And he just goes like, what's up? Yeah, I guess. Uh, you seem all right. I'm not even from here, but I, I, yeah, sure. I can, uh, I can deal with it. Like, I'm just, I'm just a cat, man. I don't really know what's going on. I love heroes like that, that just aren't really invested in the situation or world at all. But because someone is like, Hey, you, they're like, yeah, me, I guess. Hey, somebody's somebody's got to do it. There's nobody else around, I guess. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm used to it. Um, Klonoa is a bit less cute uh, and a little bit more Sonic OC in this game. Uh, you know, the collar's gone, which I kind of lament. His eyes are different. They're not like cat-like anymore. Now they're like Sonic eyes. He's got a big zipper jacket now. Um, honestly, I prefer his, his door to Phantom Isle design. And I also think it's more unique for a character, but that's okay. Um, I would have said that the there's these extreme boarding sections where you're like uh not like wakeboarding but like snowboarding on like a slide down these you know these slides and uh picking stuff up jumping and trying to avoid stuff i would i would have said they're clearly inspired by like sonic adventure 2 which had the like the escape from the city shit but this came out before that actually so i was i'm wondering if there's like there were there boarding sections in earlier games at the time or was klonoa like a like a trendsetter for boarding <laughs> the, the true like the yeah the real trendsetter yeah. and all these other because uh, of course like they're just imitating. late 90s early 2000s were the the peak of extreme anything extreme sports you know right. you got to have the boarding section in your platforming game but i'm wondering where that originated from now the boarding itself but regardless uh the game is much more about spectacle set pieces than the first one uh they had more i guess they had more like uh, vision, ambition, scope, whatever. But they're pretty fun, these games. The uh, Klonoa games are uh, very enjoyable, very cute. And of course, I love platformers, um, 3D platformers especially. So I'm glad I finally got around to playing these. I, I almost like never picked these up. Like I just almost never, it probably would have been the, the kind of franchise that I let linger in my backlog forever. Until this uh, Nintendo Direct, this Nintendo Direct with the remake announcement, just like was like, oh yeah, those are games I could play those, and I enjoyed them. Comments right. or questions? Uh, you know when you when you mentioned, uh, you know the you liked a, a protagonist who just kind of was like, all right, I'll do mm. this. And immediately, uh, my thoughts went to the game I played recently, Nobody Saves the World. Uh, the, the story and the protagonists are very much like that. Okay. Well, it is called Nobody um, Saves the World. It's like, meh. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you ever get around to that one, I, I think you'll take it. Okay. Good to know. 
I got nothing. They make cute little memes. What have you been doing? That's it. I mean, that's all I want to talk about that's it today. It. That's it. Oh, Wasn't that enough? I thought you were going to have a list longer. I no, nah, I, I was ready, dude. I was bunkered <laughs> in. I was buckled in. I was, no, yeah. I was just, I was just taking it all in. I think, I think you described that very well. Thank you. Yeah, that's all I want to talk about today. I'll, I'll have more next week. Of okay. Course. All right. Hey, Flask compiled tonight's news. Thanks, Flask. You're welcome. News, 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 news. We have Netflix announced a Bioshock movie with no writer or uh, filmmaker. John, hang on. Okay. Uh, would you kindly watch this movie? God, I how long? I fucking hate that they're God? using that as promotional shit. I hate it so much. Now I'm not a uh, a movie man, if you will. But how is a movie announced and it not have a writer or a uh, a film? I guess the production studio knows Aren't that those... they're working on it. They just don't have like talent attached oh. to it yet. Oh, hey guys, just so you know, we're gonna make a Bioshock movie. <laughs> We don't know when, but it's yeah, happening. We don't know so. how good right, the right. pedigree is going to be behind the creative direction of this project, but uh, get ready, but not we that have the ready. name. We have the name for sure. Plans, plans for the movie have been in works for a year, but they don't know who the writer or the director is. I guess they you can do pre-production do without those people, but it seems a little sketch. Yeah, wow. All right, we want a movie that's going to introduce the big daddy as a character that we can sell things. <laughs> yeah, people. As a our market research says that people love. Cute thing, so there's gonna be like a little cute girl doll or something. I don't know. A little sister, of course. Dude, a little sister doll? That'd be pretty cool, actually. Or a little uh, giant syringe cool. needle. Andy, very cute trick. Uh, using your little, uh, my, 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 my Sharingan. Yeah, to set my, my animals off. Very nice. <laughs> Again, this movie's never gonna come out. It seemed like all the other video game movies. Well, actually, no, Uncharted came out. That's, that's one that did. It did. There's gonna be like another Gears of War, another Halo movie. I'll believe it when I see it. And Didn't if it does the Halo come out, series actually suck. come out? No. Nothing's going to come out. Actually, I, I don't even think... A lot of the Amazon series, I'll believe them when I see them. Like this Fallout series. I mean, I know they've named some actors to it, but they've done that stuff before. And I, I think... I really do. I, I said this in Discord. I'll say it now just so it's recorded. I think the first one of these is going to come out. At least first one of these video game TV shows. I don't know if it's Bioshock, Fallout, whatever the other one was announced. A Halo. Well, Halo's coming. And it's going to fucking tank. Yeah. And I think a lot of the other ones are going to get canceled. I like to broaden this discussion, John. And I want you to know that Amazon signed a first look deal with GJ2 Entertainment, who's the co-producer of Sonic the Hedgehog, who seek to adapt Life is Strange, Disco Elysium, and It Takes what Two. What the fuck? What is this? All right, Life is Strange <laughs> plausibly could be a good show. I mean, there's no What I would want Life them to do for that is make an, an entirely new story, just like... Right. Yeah, why would you want to see, you know what I mean? Especially because they're saying adapt Life is Strange. A more I mean, grounded, I lamer the story version of, Life is Strange. of the game story, yeah. I don't yeah, want to see like, that girl get shot in the stomach and then beg me to rewind. <laughs> just do it over I, over I, I really, I, I really, <laughs> really cannot see Disco Elysium working unless it, it's just no. to, something totally different set in the same world. That would be the only way. No, could, even even then, just, like... like so much yeah, of it's I, like a personal experience with all the skills and everything. Like, yeah, can you imagine that they'll have they'll, they'll have like sequences where he goes into his mind palace, a la Sherlock, and like he's arguing with like different famous actors who are playing his 
That's probably what they're going to do. Well, yeah, or like you know, or even just more so, they're just going to be a Harry that's just going to be completely different from the one you know. You know, yeah. Your 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 one might be sober, and in this show, he might be like, "Oh, I still love the booze." You know, it's like, who is this guy? Like, you're defeating the whole purpose. And if you yeah. try to make him of everything, life, then you're going to have a very inconsistent Harry, who is like hard to relate yeah. to or follow as the protagonist of your show. Yeah, I don't have. And then what? It it takes two. Like what is it? Uh, it takes two is definitely the least likely to. I mean, that was the worst. You're watch I feel the like divor- that can't transfer watch the over well. Yeah, dude, that's not gonna no, transfer well like over the, to a. Uh, I didn't think it takes two story like a, was like terrible. I thought it was actually pretty good, other than like a few obvious missteps. But, um, it's not ever something I like. It was just there to facilitate like a really good game. You know? Really unnecessary and it was to tell also in a different done, medium. Like, yeah. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, was, they got back yeah, together. I, I guess that's another they thing. They fixed the marriage. But yeah, are they going to retell it? Cause if they retell it, it's like absolutely zero percent. Why would you ever do it? And then, like, even if it's whatever happens after, it's like, yeah. Who the fuck? What are you just going to? It's going to be a fucking family and like every now and then a magic book shrinks them down. Like, well, the only thing I could see is it being like, like a like an animated uh, thing. Where they just are like, whoa, we're now we're going through the tree. Oh my goodness, we're going on a an adventure. It's like crazy. Oh, here's the episode where we argue with the squirrel people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I would not. Uh, it's just do not want. I don't know. Like that, that game's whole experience was playing. It was so good at yes. being played. I cannot. Yeah, like no, hundred percent. I cannot imagine it as a story thing. Duh. Yeah, but yeah, oh, ten oh, minute segment point, of them like, playing mini games. All this shit's gonna suck. Well, but don't I say all this. I think, shit. I think I think you're going to say that like you think after the first one of these bombs that like the whole thing is gonna stop and people are gonna start pulling out. Well, that's my hope. Uh, I, I don't know. I think somebody's. I don't know if it's illegally or what. Somebody's making money somewhere. It's the same thing with these these fucking live action Netflix anime adaptions. I don't know who's ever rated them well. <laughs> But somehow they still keep coming out. True. Like somebody's making money I, somewhere. I bet. I bet there's somehow. I bet there's people who make who make money no matter what. They just need to have see a movie made, and they like find ideas that are easy to like convince out of touch executives that like yeah we could partner with here and like it would be a big movie and then like who cares if it fails? Yeah, I guess it's just so crazy that they they keep failing but keep coming out like. They never were. None of them. None of them. I don't think any of them have been rated well. Well, Sonic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is maybe well, the only exception. I mean, and like Detective Pikachu, like they're uh, like literally like the two major exceptions. Well, no, no, no. And this, I mean specifically, yeah. like Netflix to anime. Oh, like they did the Death sorry. Note. They did sorry, the. I thought you were just talking about video game adaptations, but you're talking about Netflix oh, no, 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 no. anime. Video no. game, whatever. That's doable. Yeah. No, I mean, like specifically these Netflix ones that are like. Like Cowboy Bebop, like uh, like they're doing the One Piece, like they did Death Note. Like everyone hates these, and they keep doing them. What if Who's what if making... ne- what if Netflix just makes that much money off the people who like are following the buzz and are just curious enough to like subscribe for a month to watch it's it? It's possible. Like what the people? What who... if like I guess I'm, that's crazy. What if Netflix has like discovered the secret is that like you literally don't need to make good content. I mean, the people who are seriously. part of like the social media fandom of a product of a, of a franchise, an IP, who are like yeah. the people who vo- are vocal about it because they're out in the open about it, and they just proclaim their love for the thing, and they'll watch whatever 
they'll look at whatever you throw at th- yeah. them that has the name. Oh, I I think it's going to be on that tier. I mean, it's Amazon. You know, they're they're probably willing to spend more money, but uh, I think it'll be as trash or as cash trap as any of that Netflix stuff. And I bet they specifically like try to cheap out on the talent as much as they can because they don't give a fuck. Like they just need to see something made in that universe. Wouldn't put it past them. Quick, quick pump and dump. You know. Yeah, that's why it was so weird to see Willem Dafoe in that fucking Death Note one. <laughs> but hang on, but he let was me, like perfect me... though for that. Well, let me yeah. let me let me pull us all back for the he... brink. All right, Willem Dafoe Please. was perfect oh. in Death Note for sure. But he had to have had a family member who told him to do that. I, I I bet my soul on it or something. But please, Jerry Bruckheimer is producing a movie based on Beyblade toy franchise for Paramount. Striking why the iron is in the Arctic tundra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll say this. Was one time, probably within the last five years, eh, last five or six years, still when I was well within my 20s, it was in my grandma's basement with like five or six other people, and it was like two in the morning, and they wouldn't fucking leave my house because they were they were paying they were playing Beyblades, and they, you know we were all we were partying before we were trashed, and eventually I was like, look, Alex was there, she I didn't care. I was like, look, I'm going to sleep. Y'all can play Beyblades as long as you want. I'm done. So the audience is there, right? If you make the 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 fucking Beyblade movie, people will come. That's so funny. So I remember. I remember. It was insane. Fuck. I could not. I could not comprehend what was happening. I like in my. You know, back in the day, I have like the whole the little bowl. Me too. I have like a whole set of them. You can like mix and match and stuff. And oh yeah, I, I had the set. You're bringing that right? Oh jeez, no. The old the mix. old meetup baby tournament. Yeah, I brought I brought Don't that shit me. to school one time for like uh, I was in like an after school thing. I brought it one time, and me and a few buds started Beyblading, and it was so boring. We were just like, <laughs> what do... I, there, wasn't a, there wasn't even a like an outspoken uh, word about this, but we were just all kind of thinking. You could see it on anyone's face. Like, what? Is this it? We're just like... Oh, we were loving it, dude. We would like throw <laughs> shit in like the arena oh, and stuff. Okay. We would like try to... I, I know, almost we, feel I like mean, adults could have around. more fun with Beyblade than kids yeah. would. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it was kind of fun for a while. I mean, right, we're more fun than me. We're playing but... Beyblade. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Jerry Bruckheimer is gonna part the Red Sea on screen, or is he gonna be a coward? I think he's gonna have to. They have to show the history of the the boy. You got to show the history of the Beyblades, or else what is? What are we here for? What is the meaning behind? Is the that what the Beyblade did? It, oh yeah, uh, it parted the Red Moses Sea. part of the Red Sea Moses with, a with a Beyblade. <laughs> with a Beyblade. Yeah. Yeah, that's Dude, how he it's canon. Crazy. When he was getting all the people, uh, you know, escaping. With I think Jerry Bruckheimer has it in him to portray they were escaping historical the, uh, facts. The Egyptians. Yeah, he fucking From let it rip. Other Yu-Gi-Oh, your Yu-Gi-Oh duels. <laughs> let it rip, God. We must use the blade blades to beat the monsters. And it worked. Wow. And so it is. And so it be. And so it is that Bethesda. Is retiring their launcher and moving it to Steam. Well, by moving it, I mean all their products. Finally. Uh, I guess this just makes sense. What with the Xbox Game Pass, anyway, right? Right. So they'll they'll continue hosting stuff on Steam because why not? But also, yeah, they made no point having their stuff across the Game Pass and the Bethesda launcher. It's funny. This is making me think. Like, 
Do you think that Microsoft could potentially like make an Xbox on PC platform for stuff like this, like a Steam competitor? Or do you think that's not in the cards ever? I that they would I, try I, that. It's hard to seems like they would rather work with them. I mean I mean just by reading like this, you know. Yeah, and in fact that's uh the next story is that Valve has no plans for Steam Pass, but they but Valve would work with Microsoft to put Game Pass on Steam. That's the closest I see happening because like Right. I think one of the big things that none of these other launchers have ever been able to hit Steam on is the user experience. Like mm-hmm. none of the like every single launcher, including GOG, just has features that Steam doesn't have, or just is missing features that Steam has had for years. You know what I mean? And you add that to the fact that like Steam is like the the platform that everybody has used for years, so all your games are already there. It's it's really hard to beat it. it you is. know, I, right? Especially though, I mean, the longer time goes on, the more games you're going to have on Steam. Or you're going to be incentivized to stay with stay it. In that ecosystem. You know what I mean? Yep. I really like the comment that uh, it's, it's hilarious watching Steam just win the launcher war, however you want to call it, call it by basically doing nothing while all these uh, <laughs> yeah. other launchers are trying to out-innovate each other and coming short of Steam. That's, uh, you know, that's the, the fruit of Gay Ben's old uh, quote that's bandied about everywhere. It's like, you know, uh, the the... the solution to piracy is just better you know better service or whatever like just provide a good service and a hundred percent but um microsoft putting game pass on steam is something i could definitely see because really why not i mean if microsoft if all they really care about is you is subscribers to game pass i'm sure that that would go up if all of their content was available on steam but at the same time that that actually enters into a really weird realm with the multiplayer content and the the servers and how that works because I know that like yeah games that are cross play with the Xbox are not necessarily cross play with Steam. You know what I mean? That is an like, interesting uh, question. Deep Rock Galactic was was the classic example of a game that was on the Game Pass where it was cross play with users on the Xbox version, but you could not cross play it to play with your friends on Steam. Okay. Huh. But it was because they ran on like two different versions almost. Right. Right. Uh, Maybe it'll get to a point I mean, where. It's just something, which, uh, I'm sure you're going to run into a lot, right? Because I mean, well, until. I don't know. It's hard to say. But I mean, at least until they kick the buck on this, you know, uh, latest. Not latest, but um, whatever, earlier console generation. Yeah. Like they're still putting out games and it's, it's holding like other games back, you know? But I wouldn't be surprised if that's always going to be a case, though, you know? Like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe there'll be like a sweet spot for a year or two yeah, where it's like, exactly. oh, yeah, things are kind of up in the end, then they're going to fall exactly. back for sure. It's like the whole thing where, um, you know, people used to, it's much less true these days, but like in the early 2010s to mid 2010s, people lamented that PC games were not as good as they could be because the games were made to also be made on the console. You know what I mean? I don't think that's necessarily nearly as true these days, but um, it's kind of a similar vibe. Knockout City will soon be going free to play. That was a fun game. Um, yeah, we kind of fell off of that. Free to play. Yeah, I'd be down to play it again, but you know, the Elder Ring is probably going to take up most of my twenty-two. Yeah, if any, I don't. Yeah, I I don't know that it would ever enter my mind to play it again. But if definitely, if anyone ever was like, that's the big we're thing, we're going to throw up like, Knockout City over again. I'd be like, yeah, sure. 
I feel like I would have always played it if like somebody been like, let's play it. But like, I because I don't feel like I ever was like, no, nah, I don't want to play it. But yeah, we just <laughs> after a certain after a few weeks, none of us just said that to each other. Yeah. I guess you could call this game knocked out. Ooh. But I mean, it's going the, the Rocket League route, though, right? It's like it's a, it's probably good for the you know the user base of Knockout City that will be free to play. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. Probably, I bet it'll see. It's, I mean, at least an initial spike. I mean, if it stays there or not, I guess that's on the game. But I, I yeah, so maybe we'll use that as an right. excuse play to crush LC. some fools. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the new people are gonna be in there. It's time to stomp on some fucking uh, smoke. The his Let's talk about the real news. Yeah, <laughs> uh, possibly oh. signaling future content. The history page for the Resident Evil series on Capcom's website has been updated with touched-up artwork and info from Code Veronica. This is so embarrassing. And Resident Evil Outbreak. Oh, yeah, sorry. Everybody, and the Outbreak, outbreak. games. This is Resident like, Evil Outbreak. This little, is crazy. Little animals grasping at <laughs> little animal straws. <laughs> Me and Oxo are like little fucking gross tarnished goblins. Look, John, I'm a human grasping at human outbreak. straws, okay? I'm a full-size man uh, grasping a man straw. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like it says in the news thing, uh, they updated a bunch of the models, and a bunch of models they did update uh, were from, yeah, Outbreak and uh, Code Veronica. Uh, like, they show uh, some of the animals from uh, Wild Things. The first, uh, the first, whatever the hell scenario. it's called. Uh, scenario. Zoo level. Uh, from the second game. And, uh, like, they show, uh, one of the alligators, and it's, like, super upscaled. It looks pretty dang nice, but, I mean, yeah. That alone is cool that they, they Hopefully this means, stuff, I think this means, if I had to really guess, we're gonna get, like, a remake. Or not, like, a remake, like, uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3, but we're gonna get, like, a remaster of this one. Of these two games. I'd, at this point, I'd take Outbreak that. Outbreak in Code Veronica. I'd take that, right? Yeah, I would totally. Let Code Veronica for sure would be like great for just like a, a remaster, but Outbreak just some kind of re-release that, or remake. That's a game or I feel like needs a remake. Uh, uh for me personally, oh, so, sorry. I think remake or Code Veronica needs a yeah. remake because like they cut a lot of content when they made that game. Right, right. And uh, I feel like they could just re-add all that stuff they wanted to add. Sorry, what I actually meant was I, I said the wrong thing. I meant Code Veronica could really use a remake. Like the RE2 yeah, and RE3 100%. games. But uh, Outbreak, I would totally just take a, a re-release, a remaster, I would just to have just, it back yeah, in. Make, all right, work, make three, because you know, if you release Outbreak 5, 1, and 2, those two are going to sell like hotcakes. Yes, absolutely. I think, personally. That'd be great. I cannot wait. <laughs> For some Outbreak. Mm, unfortunately, Neither you will be. can I, but I have been. Neither can I wait, nor can I wait for yet another Pokemon game coming later this year. In fact, two of them, Pokemon yeah. Scarlet and Violet. That's right, you nerds. You haven't even had time to play Pokemon Arceus, but hey, it's that's it's it's Scarlet. This is different. This is on a different track. Yeah, this is the same. This is the next gen. What I understand. This is this is Treyarch's Pokemon. This is an Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Greg, to you, does it look like it's gonna be like Sword and Shield, or like they're gonna keep doing the Arceus thing? Oh, uh, if it's gonna be like Sword and Shield, I'm not going to buy it. 
<laughs> I mean, I didn't buy Sword and Shield, but uh, I just think those they're not that they're not fun. The little snippet I don't in that video seemed to imply Arceus style, right? Well, Sword and Shield all oh, seemed oh, looked open world. Like it looked the the Pokemon yeah, were out in the wild and everything. It, Wait, I thought that's what Arceus that's, was. Yeah, that's like a big thing. As long, yeah, it's the Pokemon around the wild and you can like actually catch them, like run around. Were they actually walking stuff. around in the trailer for Scarlet and Violet? They did, they, they were, uh, but they were, at, I yeah, don't know, dude. It, on that video, it's, John, it's, it's, it's jumped around like 12, uh, 50 maybe? 12, 45, 50. I don't know, maybe I'm looking into it, but it definitely like seems to implore. I, I get like 12, I, yeah, like in the I get, I guess I guess twelve minutes the whole minute if you skim through like, it. Like does this whole panoramic shot of like the open world and like people walking around and stuff, like I definitely feel like I'm getting the impression it's an open world game. Well, I mean they're all hey. kind of open world games, you know what I mean? I know I know what you're saying, like more Arceus style. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I got it. As long as they stick with that, because well, no, I feel they do like Pokemon walking that was around. Their, yeah, yeah, they're good innovation. Uh, it's just, I'm really hoping that it's not, oh, when you go into a battle, it's, uh, oh, the screen goes dark, and, oh, now you're in the, uh, this little, you're in, like, this, like, enclosed dimension, this pocket dimension where you fight the Pokemon in. <laughs> the Shadow Realm. Yeah, the sh the, the Pokey Realm. Did you guys realm, notice that the, the framing is kind of odd, like, interesting? There's a, the, the framing of the trailer is that a, of a security guard at Game Freak's offices being assaulted by the game's power and he's like you could read that as him Love being it. like sucked into the game so I'm wondering if there's a reason for like the Isekai coding to the, the frame More device Sekai? for the trailer. Everyone loves the Sekai fire. That's what I'm saying is you like are they going to do that again for this one because everyone loves that and it was in uh, Arceus or are they going to stick with tradition because it would be weird to suddenly just like <laughs> veer off into isekai as the new thing for all the pokemon games even the main i feel like that would be very funny like you know how game uh, movies they just keep basically remaking and some with some video games they just keep remaking the same thing over and over yeah. again is that pokemon does it but they just take the main character that everyone loves and they just keep a set guy him to like a different time period <laughs> right, right. see now i i didn't draw the line between the arceus you know being a isekai too I, I thought it was more just like a it kind of reminded me of like a '90s commercial almost. It did. Like you know, he, he looked at yeah, he looked at the thing and it was like over point power, and then a bunch of shots come out and it's like bye now, and then you know like a bunch of fast you know it wasn't exactly like that, but that's what it reminded me of. Well, uh, we'll see what it's like if it's. I mean, it's gonna come out in the fall, so but why? We'll see. We'll why see. does it have to look so bad still? <laughs> because the switch is a it phone, does, right. dude. I don't like the new player model. I think the new character model looks weird. Just everything looks definitely the so whole, bad. I think it's like the Switch is just pretty underpowered. The Switch yeah. was already not like in super impressive hardware-wise, but like in recent years, I feel like you're just getting yeah, they definitely starting to look worse by 2020. Start working on that. That seems like Game Switch Freak has Pro, no. If you ask me, they're not compelled like Nintendo tends to be in terms of like trying to wring all the graphical fidelity they can out of Pokemon. They're just like, well, slap together <laughs> some assets and. Yeah, yeah, like why? Why bother learning how to do that? Right, we already people make all will buy money. it. Um, screw all the haters, the losers, the doubters, the cheaters, and the liars out there, because uh, John DiMaggio is uh, officially joining the Future Armor revival. Each after holding years. out for a while, uh, I know there is a lot of people who weren't uh, sure if that was going to end up being true, but he's back, baby. 
Uh, he he tweeted everybody to buy his shiny metal ass. That's a line that Bender says in the show Futurama. Yeah, it's actually, uh, well, Flask already said it, but yeah. <laughs> That's a quote. Uh, publicity stunt, and they had him the whole time. Well, he uh, says it's because I don't know why you say that. Like, I don't. I mean, he says it's, just, it's because you know. he didn't feel that the that what they were being. I mean, he says that what we were all being paid was like fair for this, you know, this caliber of thing coming back to this huge property. Uh that's just what he claims is that like he didn't think the 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 uh, salary or whatever was fair, and that he was holding out for some kind of. Negotiation. Just the perfect excuse, right? Because, <laughs> like, you know, then, you know, he looks good. You know, he's coming back to the show. Uh, you know, whoever, whoever it is, Fox, Fox looks good because, like, they're giving him more money. Like, oh, they're cool. They're actually paying him. Oh, total fucking bullshit. All right. John calls I, it bullshit. I, 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 I like him. I like his. I don't even blame. I mean, I like his. I think he's a great voice actor. I do like him. I, I love pretty much all the voices he does. So I'm not going to hate on him. Oh. I just don't believe this was a real thing for a second. And no, I agree. And you know, the, we, we've talked a lot about how this revival is, is fraught from the whole start, but I do like how Mike Cohen seems to be having fun with the self-deprecating nature of it. Uh, he quote for the fourth time. It's a once in a lifetime thrill to be back with our original cast and <laughs> phenomenal animators. <laughs> Who is Mike Cohen? The main guy, uh, one of the main guys. I I was never like really. Or Dave, David Cohen, Dave, not 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 Mike Cohen. Okay. Oh uh, wait. Okay. Futurama like, was made is, by Matt Groening and David Cohen. Okay. Yeah. So I I can think about seeing his name in the credits. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Cohen. Yeah. Let's say that's pretty much yeah where I know the. He was like popping up the little credits for the crash. He, he did Simpsons and Futurama, and I think he also did that new Netflix show that nobody likes. Or that I heard wasn't I, great. I, I, oh, I Disenchantment. Like yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't remember much at all. Matt Groening's the main guy, but David yeah. Cohn's there. Well, and Flask, Flask you want to tell us about this suck. next one? This is more your baby than mine. Oh, it's just uh, Square Enix made a YouTube channel for a lot of its music. Uh, they, re- they released it on YouTube music, uh, but also just on this new uh square enix music cha- what's it called is it just called square enix music the, the channel itself i think so yeah yeah it's literally called okay. square enix music. i thought that was too yeah, simple excuse me square enix music channel um yeah they just released tons of tons of music from their games um they organized a lot of it into playlists by like franchise so you have like you know final fantasy and everything um trying to maximize profit well that's the thing it's like are they making profit from i guess they are if they have like ads on this but uh it's it is a you know it's a nice resource to just listen to their stuff. Apparently, they're also like doing they're releasing like mixes sometimes now. They're doing like hour couple hour long DJ mixes uh, on their channel as well. So there's just like you know I always find it interesting when when companies just suddenly decide one day after many years of nothing or like well, you know hard to find stuff. Well, my optimistic view is that this is them giving up on copyright strikes in a way because they're just saying like "fuck it," we'll just release it all out so that other people can't could be. voice it instead. Could be. I mean, as far as I I'm know, trying to maximize profits. As far as I know, you're going to monetize the channel. Square Enix has had their music on Spotify. I, I believe I've I've seen their music on Spotify up to this point. So it wasn't like it was not available on any service. It's just 
Uh, now it's all on YouTube for, you know, quote unquote free. <laughs> um, they have all the Final Fantasy music do. on here. This is, I'm like, I'm going through it. I'm like, Dang, yeah, yeah. You can, you can look at the playlist for their shit. larger franchises and then look at the uh, yeah, individual uploads for their smaller I def- single I just games. Subscribe. I'm definitely going to use that. It's pretty neat. Nothing special, but pretty neat. Cool. Well, I wanted to end the night on a good note. Um, <laughs> I saw this uh, article while we were speaking, and I haven't read, had the chance to read it yet, but I like the headline. From the highest paid actor in Hollywood to straight to video B-movies, the rise and fall of Bruce Willis. And uh, let, me, let me get the subtitle. In the last eight years, the actor has made 29 films, 23 of which never made it to the cinema. The parody awards show the Razzies has also given the actors his own category for worst performance. Did, uh, when did this come out? I mean, this, this article came out a few days ago. So was this, is this following up off of the, uh, the hype, not the hype, but like the, uh, the popularity of that red letter media video that came out recently? I feel like it might oh, be. Oh, maybe. So I, maybe. I, 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 don't, I, I don't like, think I saw that one. Okay, it was a good video. I was like, didn't I read this or video. something? It is. It's a fun Basically one. tackling yeah, this like, exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's even worse. I, and, I mean, the real quick spoiler from the video, like the, the craziest thing he's done. I think we talked about this briefly. He gave a Russian vodka company, uh, he didn't want to act in the commercial, so that he just gave them like license to, his likeness. to deep fake his face <laughs> onto a different actor for the commercial that's, that's how lazy he's gotten in these oh the video's great yeah link is like him wearing earpieces and stuff and and then during like movies visibly and yeah, it's, it's the whole thing hey i mean they're gonna pay you dude whatever <laughs> uh He wasn't the Wrath of Man. That's Jason Statham, right? I get I get Bruce Willis and Jason Statham mixed up constantly. I saw I saw Cosmic Sin, quote unquote, in theaters because I saw it as a double feature with a different movie and a, a drive-in during like early pandemic days. You know, when I wasn't going into any place, and uh, yeah, it was it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it was just that's the only one of those I've seen, and it's uh, it's indicative of. Of all of them, it's just so bad. Oh man, just Damn, sorry, you are sorry, right. Just he slowly made me a lot of movies. Willis's last attempt Jeez to call back some procedures in 2015, having started out in off-Broadway productions after 30 years without cracking the boards, he returned to theater in an adaptation of Misery. The critics shut down his performance with adjectives such as inert and empty. Anyway, didn't he? Um, um wasn't he wearing an earpiece in that theater production as well? I'm pretty sure. That they, I didn't that see that here, just, but I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. I mean, I said it in well, the friends, video. that's the Broken Campfire podcast. That, that's what we do here. We're, we're here to give you the latest Elden Ring updates, the latest gaming news, the latest Bruce Willis. And uh, tonight's episode, I think we succeeded on all three metrics. It's a three out of three episode. Rarely do we get all three of those in. Right. <laughs> Usually we don't even attempt it. It's too too high a bar. Just too high a bar, but hey, without Vito, we're we're unchained. Truly. Broken Campfire Unchained. Uh hit us up on the Twitter. Email us on the email. 
And hey, friends, if you're out there in that Elden Ring, <laughs> don't you dare go hollow now, all right? Uh, and Vito. Time for video games, but 